Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Sports Medicine on Tap. I'm Jason Kopech, coming to you from Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, as we do each and every week. Dr. Frey, happy to be back. How are you making out so far? Things are good, man. We got uh, another repeat guest. Uh, we're starting to cycle through them, but who'd you bring with us tonight? So we got two guests tonight. Uh, we're very lucky, I think. Uh, first guest is uh, Jessica Harrison, one of our physical therapists. She's making her third appearance with us here on the show. And uh, why don't you tell us about our other guest? So I'm uh, very excited about tonight's episode. We have, uh, I don't even know how you would address him as the, the pride of New Jersey, uh, <laughs> a, a high school basketball standout right. and a alum of Ryder University yep. uh, and former NBA player, Jason Thompson. Jason, thanks for joining us tonight. I uh, appreciate you for having me and I appreciate the, uh, the kind uh, introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Real excited as a you know former basketball guy myself, uh, not quite at the level of Jason. Just um, a small step down. Yeah, just a small right? step. Yeah. Uh, Jason is you know by far the tallest uh, uh, guest that we've had on the night. I wasn't even sure the microphone stand went that high. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> but, um, you know, so uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and you know, a little bit more than what I led in with. Uh, yeah, um, so born and raised in uh, Mount Laurel, um, went to Lenape uh, High School, you know, pretty much have like that uh, the underdog uh, pretty much story. Grew nine inches um, in high school. My freshman year, I was 5'11", sophomore year, 6'3". Junior year, 6'6", and then 6'8", so pretty much I was a guy that was a guard. Um, just trying to, you know, pretty much in this generation that we are now, like see how many threes I can make in a game. Right. Um, and then within two years, I go from, you know, the, the you know, a sophomore, guard, you know, shooting guard into the starting center. Right. Um, so then at that time, I'm like 6'8", 190, soaking wet. Uh, <laughs> no muscle on my body at all, but just raw talent and, and had some more growing to do. So eventually I took my uh, talents to down 295 <laughs> to Ryder University. Where at that time I was like six eight, uh, grew three inches, and by the time into my junior year, I started getting a lot of you know NBA attention, you know, and that doesn't really happen, you know, pretty much in that area. Sure. Um, so you know, I had a guy like Dewan Wagner who was you know pretty much the Messiah of New Jersey and South Jersey that kind of gave us hope and put us in the right direction of AAU and, mm -hmm. and things like that, and then uh, went to Ryder for four years, grew three inches, put on like sixty pounds of muscle. Right. Um, and then, you know, June 26, 2008, uh, I get drafted 12th overall to the Sacramento Kings. So pretty much uh, everything that I put, you know, all the hard work and things that I uh, put in, you know, during those times all went together during that day and uh, pretty much the rest is history. Jed, uh, talk a little bit about that that spurt that you went through. Um, you know, we, I, I, I'm sure Dr. Frey sees a lot of patients that, you know, patellar tendonitis, things like that. Right. You, you know, how did you feel going through that such a quick spurt? It's a great uh, question. Um, I was fortunate to have a uh, person in my family, medical-wise, my mom was an RN. Right. So pretty much anytime I had some type of thing, I'm complaining to her, like, right. hey, I'm coughing. Why am I coughing? Or this, that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I don't know the terminology well, but I had, I think, what is called Oscar Schlatter's. Oscar Schlatter, um, yeah. And uh, it was a thing where it was just so sensitive that right. and my Achilles. Um, Severs. Severs yeah, disease. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was to the point where, you know, they had like those benches um, underneath the, the seats and I would run into it and it just be so sensitive and sore. Um, and that was part of the reasons why I never really even put on weight just because the doctor said, 
yeah, hey, don't don't lift any weights. Um, it might you know stretch your growth a little bit. You have a lot of growing to do, and this is uh, this is with you know my mom being six feet, my dad being six three. Um, I'm not sure how that makes a 6'11 baby. Uh, <laughs> but I, the mailman that used to come around from time to time was 6'11. So, uh, <laughs> um, but no, nah, I mean, you know, through those times, um, it, it was kind of tough. And, you know, I, I think I didn't have the same resources of, of treatments and, mm. and things like that, like the kids do nowadays, which I kind of tell them a lot. Yeah. Um, Isn't it unbelievable? Just like oh, the resources man. that are available. But, to, I, to, but to, I think that's why you see, you know, you look in the NBA, you look at the NFL guys are so much more athletic right. than, you know, than you go to the, the days of the high shorts and right. and all these type of things. So they don't really know how good they have it. Yeah. And not that long ago. So, so the old guy here talking about not that long ago but to me 20 years ago is not that long ago and it's a dramatic difference mm. the, the amount of resources uh, the, the year-round play and all this other stuff there are some pluses and some minuses to it there are definitely some drawbacks to that but it's, it's, it's really incredible but for the guys when it does work out to have these incredible resources I think you're right the, the athleticism is just off the charts it's, it's a whole nother level Jay what was that from a non-medical standpoint what, what was that transition like that you went through from like, as you said, shooting the threes, playing guard to playing down low. You know, how did you adapt to that early on? I feel like even though how I, how I teach the kids nowadays, I feel like uh, regardless if you're the, the shortest guy, then mm -hmm. you need to work on every parts of your game. If you're the tallest guy, you need to work on every parts of your game. So to say that it was easy, um, I'll be lying to you. But um, I think that it pretty much helped me over the years just because being the tallest, I had to find some type of way to be able to score in that way, yeah. um, to find things in my game that I didn't have. So then when I still was able to use those guard skills, even though I was getting taller, so if I saw a bigger guy than me, then I would step outside and be able to shoot and be able to take them off the dribble. If I had someone, you know, smaller than me and uh, or my size, then I'll be able to, you know, to post them up. So being able, you know, regardless if it was was hard and uh, just a lot of time, I t try to teach kids. And nowadays is, like I said, obviously I'm not just here just because of my height. I put the work in as long as I was done my homework and, and things uh, for school. Um, I went right to the gym, you yeah. know, the YMCA's of the world and, and things like that, which, you know, they didn't have a, a total turf where they had right. 10 courts, right. you know, where you can, where you can go in there, right? Yeah. Like you would go to the YMCA in Mount Laurel, um, yeah. and, and wait to, to get, to get on yeah. next. Really yeah. wasn't even working on your game. It was really just playing yeah. right. and, yeah. and playing against guys older. So you're like, all right, I can, I could do this against the guys that are my age, but I was then I was 14, 15 playing against 25 year olds, and that pretty much was was helping me a lot as well. Right. So so and then 6'11", you said how how tall? Now? Yeah. Uh yeah, 6'11". By the time I was a senior going into the a senior college going into the NBA, I was I was 6'11", 250. Yeah. So I mean, they're not not that there's a lot of 6'11 guys, but there are 6'11 guys out there, but not all of them get drafted. 12th in the... No, for know, sure, yeah. And like I said, there's, you know, plenty of people where you have, like, the Isaiah Thomases of the world where he's, you know, 5'8", if that. Right. And, you know, you see him walking down the street and you're like, oh, he's not a basketball player. And right. then also, too, you see every tall guy and I'm sure that they would want to have a card that says, hey, I am tall. No, I do not play in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I said, it, it is tough. And I think even nowadays it's tougher to, to get to that level just because of the, the growth of overseas right. guys and stuff like that. The Lucas of the world. And, right. 
you know, before it was only Dirk and Yao right. um, and things like that. And now if you go, you know, the Jokic, Luka, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the list the list goes on. And, and you saw that in the Olympics this year, right? All of a sudden there wasn't a walkthrough for the Correct, for the right. Team. Australia. Yeah. Um, Slovenia. Serbia, with, with, Slovenia, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, the list goes on. Spain is good. Yeah, there's for a sure. number of good teams out there. For sure. That, yeah. this, is why, this is why I was so excited to have you on. Uh, you brought up a name. Um, we won't make the the topic about him, but can you talk a little bit about the Juan Wagner? Oh man! I, there, I mean, I, when we I, talked I, about having a podcast, I I didn't know if we would ever have his name would ever come up. Right. But, I mean, you want to talk about one of the yeah. best to ever do it? I actually uh, went to one of a camp this past Saturday, and it was just like a reunion of South Jersey, right? Like it was Dewan Wagner was there, uh, his son up and coming as well too. Uh, you had uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, mm -hmm. myself. You know, these are lottery picks that were, you know, based yeah. out of, based out of this area. Um, but like I said, he's such a homo guy. Had you know family and friends, mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> you know at the time where we played for our certain AAU team, it was the South Jersey mm -hmm. Rising Stars, and then he became, I guess, not the booster, but just the, the name of it. It was the Dewan Wagner yeah. Rising Stars, and at that time, I mean, South Jersey basketball was at an yeah. all-time high. So he put us together and with to discipline us on the road and, and telling us like, yo, you know, you guys are all talented, but, you know, if you guys can put your minds together, um, then to be able to, you know, make it. So we all left on a team where we had 15 guys playing all throughout the country and get D1 scholarships. Yeah. And we don't look at it and be like, hey, it's because we're good. Nah, he gave us the opportunity. Yeah. Right. And one of the times we had a tournament, uh, we stopped in the middle of the, the the tournament to like in Detroit and it was during his draft yeah. and seen him getting yeah. you know draft to the Cleveland Cavaliers man so it was, like I said everything comes full circle right. for Dr. Frey and Jess who are not originally from this area I mean so he was he graduated 2001 I believe uh, um, either yeah 2000 yeah. or 2001 yeah, yeah so mm -hmm. he, he went to Camden High as a freshman was regarded as you know one of the top 10 players in the nation as right. a 14 year old kid um, went on to score like 2,700 points. Or even more, maybe. Even yeah. more. But I think um, the most in New Jersey history. Oh, still by to far. This day. Yeah, to, by yeah. far. Uh, and this was like before social media. I mean, so like, I remember as a freshman in high school, like, checking the paper to see, like, that, that was, that was the only How way you knew who Dewan Wagner was. Right. Like, right. this black and white photo of the, you know, the kid from Camden that, right. you know, was scoring all these points. And as a matter of fact, there was a game, uh, it was his senior year, my junior year. Uh, his team played another team from South Jersey on a Tuesday night. He scored 100, 100 points in You're himself. kidding me. Yeah. So then my team is playing them Thursday night. Right. And I got to D them up one-on-one -on -one the whole game. <laughs> and I remember asking my coach, like, and we were a very good team, yeah. right? We were, we were coming off a, a South Jersey State Championship. Yeah. My coach was like, son, our entire team will foul out before we ever let somebody score 100 points. That's right. dope, though. That's so dope. He, was like, <laughs> he was like, from a pride thing, I'm not really, letting somebody score 100 way. points. But, yeah. I mean, hey, I beat him up one-on-one. -on -one. I, you know, held yeah. him 60, held 63 own. points. Good job. So, you know, Good job. Like, <laughs> wasn't 100. No history was made. No, so I, mean, good. But, yeah. uh, I, I will always say this day, I mean, he, the way he moved on the court, it was one dribble from the opposite baseline, and he was by you and into a layup. Yeah. Into a dunk, truthfully. But, I mean, yeah, he, and I never saw somebody move on the court and like it's he crazy did. how the family tree is going. Like I said, yep. his dad, his, Milt, yep. was was an all-time great yep. and then went to Louisville, won a national championship, then him. Yep. And then now his son is, our, I think, the best junior 
uh, in the country right now. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. I said, I mean, that family tree, man, it's well, special. I feel like not, nowadays, not bad when, genetics. When, exactly. when I try to tell people about the story, like, and I guess that means I'm getting old, but like people are like, yeah, uh, his son. Right? Like right. they don't really know him, but yeah. they know because his son is that good too, yeah, yeah, you know? For and, sure. uh, it's incredible, it's incredible. So you shared an interesting story with me uh, about draft night. Can you talk about that with us? Um, yeah, I would say, well, one. Or do you want to talk about, you want to, you want to start with college first? Either or, either, either or is yeah. fine. Yeah, but yeah. like I said, even with, even with draft night, um, one thing that always people think that is like, do I know, like, it's not the, yeah. the Woj, we didn't have the Wojes of the world that's right. like tweeting out right. and saying mm -hmm. such and such is going to, you know, uh, Chicago or Miami or, or things like that. So I did not go to the draft. Um, I, I was at home. Um, and like I said, no one really knows, uh, you know, what's going to happen, what's the outcome. Did and you have any assurance going into it? You, you had no assurance that you, you had no uh, idea where, where you may wind up. No, no, no. I mean, there was speculations and right. there was things where I couldn't barely even tell my parents that I was, you know, going another team asked me for a second private workout or, right. or, or things like that. Um, but for the most part, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to go. Because like you said, regardless if a team tells you that they're going to pick you, uh -huh. if, they, if you don't go there, yeah. and then you're going to keep dropping because another team may not need your position. Right. right? It's not kind of like in football where you go for the, the best, the best, best talent. talent. Exactly. Right, 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 right. Yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, so long story short, um, I'm there. I'm, I'm in my home in Mount Laurel. And. I had Comcast, NBA TV, so like I said, either it's going to be one of the best nights or one of the saddest. Um, and like I said, I mean, it was, to say the least, I mean, I, clearly I was nervous and, and, and not know what was happening. And, you know, I said before that I was, uh, you know, drafted, you know, 12th overall to Sacramento. And like I said, right. when David Stern said my name, I said it, and everyone heard it. Like, that's the first time I heard it as well and knew it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm, I hugged my brother. I'm not even sure what I was going to do. I go outside and the whole neighborhood's outside cheering me on. I mean, it yeah. was... It that's was, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, it's a crazy thing that you didn't think that, you know... I mean, clearly they probably knew, but you didn't think they were going to be that involved right. um, like that. But and they then, were watching the draft along with, with you and your yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then now, like, even some people that I see, they're like, yo... You know, because like I said, I was projected either, you know, mid to first round or maybe slip to the second round. So some people were telling me, yo, I was in the shower. Yo, I was, making, was, I, was like, yeah. I was making a drink run, Yeah, you know, getting ready to celebrate with champagne and stuff. And then, bang, like people, I heard my parents it. screaming or my friends yeah. screaming and yeah. stuff. And, and what did I miss? Um, and then I ended up going to uh, Champs, um, which is not there anymore. Yeah. It's uh, Chicky Chicky's the Peach yeah. in Marlton, yeah. 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 And uh, had a draft party for the good and I uh, go there you know they randomly call a limo and stuff I go outside and it's like people from high school people from college in the whole area was outside I literally couldn't go inside it took me about an hour and a half just to get inside but like I said just the overwhelmingness of a lot of love I've seen from people from my teachers in elementary school were there like uh, middle school and, and the list goes on of coaches and, and stuff it's just a lot of love and knowing that you know, with all the support that I have, it just wasn't me that was getting my name called. A lot of people had a lot of a good impact on me um, to make that day special in, in, in my career as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. You go into your uh, NBA career a bit. Yeah. So uh, what I was go, Sacramento like? Well, one, yeah. you know, 
I was projected to go, you know, mid to late first round. So when you go there, uh, pretty much it might be a thing where you're going to a team that's a playoff team mm -hmm. and you're that finishing piece to maybe, you know, go for a championship. Right. So, you know, when you get picked in the lottery, there's a lot of holes. Well, yeah. right, yeah. yeah there, there's a lot of holes. There's you gotta see how it is with the coaching right. situation. Yeah. Um, and that team didn't have a good year the year before. Mm -hmm. So the money increases, yeah. <laughs> but the responsibility right. increases even more. For sure. Um, but like I said, it's is the the situation, especially when you're in like that. It's like survival of the fittest, mm -hmm. right? So I'm coming in there trying to do the little things of getting playing time and was able to do that and then became a starter. Um, but like I said, as our team, you know, our coach got fired mid-season and that's pretty much the story Make of sure my ca year. career in, in Sacramento, though. I had seven coaches seven. Um, wow. in seven seasons, uh, which is not recipe for winning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretty much was a, a, a boy dra getting drafted at 21 and, and, and grew up to, to being a man, living right. on my own, getting a house, car, all these type of things. Right. Um, and then eventually, you know, got traded essentially to the Sixers if, right. for people that many mm -hmm. don't know. And then, but didn't play a game for the Sixers. It was well, essentially, it was it was in the summer. Trade and trade. It was in the summer. Yeah. 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 And then, my agent was like, "All right." Well, at the time, I think Joel had just announced that he wasn't going to play, and you know, pretty much, it was still the trust the process. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so then I go, and then I go to Golden State, and. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't sign there. You get traded there. You go to a situation where Steve Kerr doesn't uh, start off the season as the coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm in another co coaching there frenzy. There you go again, right. Uh, yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, I learned a lot. I learned um, what a winning franchise is. And, you know, they had won the first championship the year before I was there. Right. And, uh, and like I said, it was you know, definitely a learning experience and, and I was used to playing 30 plus minutes and then going to a team where you know you don't need a guy that playing that many minutes is, yeah. is different you lose a little bit of time yeah exactly um, and then I ended up going to Toronto to finish out the season um, who also made the that year didn't make the playoffs oh, it was the East, following Easter, Easter Conference Finals Easter Conference yeah, Finals yeah, yeah. right and right, we right. lost to the team that ended up winning it which was LeBron and they came back to win game 7 against Golden State yeah. right yeah. Um, so I guess essentially I could have got a ring if Golden State would have won that year essentially mm -hmm. but long story with that um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I said I mean it's a it's just a blessing uh, to be in those situations that was my first career playoffs um, in my 8 years and, you know, the rest I played, uh, you know, abroad and overseas. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, sort of so, some of the differences and what that experience, right? Like, um, I think we all have the version of what playing for the NBA must be like, even though it's probably not an accurate version in, in our minds. But then once, once you go overseas, how, how different is that than, than it is playing over here? Well, I can't speak for everybody. I was fortunate enough to be able to play a significant amount of years in the NBA right. where, you know, eight years. So then you kind of get that respect of the NBA vet. Absolutely. Right? So um, I kind of, you know, had my agency and, and stuff being able to put me in situations where, you know, I go from, you know, the best teams in the NBA and then I go to the best team in Europe right. for, for my first experience. Uh, with Fenerbahce and getting to a championship playing against Luka right. um, in the EuroLeague final and then not knowing that you play in two different leagues yeah. which is EuroLeague which is the top league in Europe and then you play in the country which is the Turkish mm -hmm. league and then I played in China for the past four years 
um, or four seasons out of five, and played in Chengdu, Beijing, and Shanghai. Um, and then I just won a championship uh, for Guangdong, uh, which is pretty much the best team in, in China as well, too. So everything kind of comes in full circle, and it's a it's a different experience because you go from NBA the amount of season, the amount of uh, amount of months, right. and then China has about six months. And Europe is about 10 months. Is the game different? Yeah, well, you, there's no defense in three seconds. So right. guys can help as one. They could just stay in the paint as long out. as they want. Exactly. Um, that's why I feel like a lot of guys from the NBA this year um, said in their interviews that, you know, they may have to change. Uh, stuff is going to maybe change in the NBA where you don't get as many calls. You know, it's a little bit more physical. Um, and the and the pain is not as spread out. So, you know, sometimes when you're trying to do 2.9 and stuff and you're going back to get out the lane, somebody's already going to the rim and dunking it rather than in, in Europe, you could just camp in there and right. and have those things. So, like I said, this and also another thing that doesn't happen in the NBA where if the ball's on the rim and you're the defensive player, you can smack it off um, and that mm. will not be a really? goaltend. Yeah, mm. it can't be. It won't be a goaltend. So, like I said, these are things where I think even the USA guys kind of had to learn throughout the time because sure. it's a lot of rules that are, are different um, from the NBA and, and overseas. Let's give credit, you know, where credit's due. Uh, at what point did you find uh, the good Jess Harrison? <laughs> and, and, and what brought you down to, you know, our way? Yeah, um, so for me, um, I've been fortunate, very, very, very fortunate um, to have – a healthy, pretty healthy career. Right. Um, I would say my second season was the first one I ever had to miss time where I was low bridged and fell on my back and I tried to still play. Like they call me Iron Man of playing. I, I mean, my first year I played all 82 and for the most part I was going on the same pace. And uh, I had three fractures in my back. I was oh, like, man. yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm not playing through this. Um, it was out two to three weeks. And then I had a couple of ankle injuries landing on people's this and the third. So, um, and like I said, overall, even overseas in NBA, I didn't really have any other any other injuries. So for the, for the most part, you know, father time is pretty much undefeated. And uh, <laughs> over the years, I was always wondering like, hey, if I still want this to go on, and I've had teammates that have had different um, problems with knees, ankles, and center third. So I was going and I was just like, you know what? Like, I never really kind of got like knees x-rayed and, and things like that. Let me just look at some things of where do I need any work? Do I need to get minor surgeries? If right. I still want to keep this train rolling. So I go um, to the orthopedic, I guess, doctor, and he goes, uh, hey, everything looks okay. Um, then I talked about hip tightness and, right. and being able to move and all these things that I probably didn't have to worry about early on when I was younger um, and things like that. So, like I said, long story short, he's like, you know, you don't have, you don't need surgeries in any areas. Everything looks pretty good for the amount of years you've played. Um, but to prevent injury and to loosen up your hips and, and things like that, you know, we will recommend you, uh, you know, to come, you know, you should get to PT. Yeah. And that's when I met Jess, and she was pretty much, you know, telling me of the things that that I need to, to do and, and consistently do to still be able to play at the high level and, and, and I guess, stay with the young guys, uh, right. that what people say. Um, and like I said, it's, it's helped out a lot, um, especially, you know, even after the season when we won the championship and adrenaline running and stuff, I landed on my hip and really, really bad. 
and, you know, coming off the plane and stuff and, you know, hit her up and being able to, uh, you know, get this stuff done, you know, quickly just so it doesn't, you know, pr prolong and, you know, have some other situations. But like I said, I mean, one thing that, um, you know, with her, she was very professional. She knows that she sends me, you know, certain things even during the season because one thing I just don't want to just have it during, you know, on the off season, I want to continue those things so I could prevent as well, too. Sure. Um, and, she, and she's been really, you know, big on that. Yeah. You know, you have the good fortune. You go, through, you go through this workup. You're being smart. You're being proactive, trying to take care of yourself, and you remain in really good shape. And you have the good fortune, fortunately, that there are no major underlying issues, right? And then you go and you meet up with Jess, and you start doing some therapy, you start working on some things. And, you know, so from Jess's standpoint, you know, you have a little bit of knee pain, you have a little bit of issue, master of the kinetic chain. What are your thoughts on what was going on with Jason when you first, uh, when he first walks in the door and you start working with him? Uh, well, he's one of the only few people that have to duck to get into our door. Oh, so, right. I mean, I know everyone asks you how tall you are. I did not ask him that, but that's the first thing you notice. And sure. then he kind of touched on that because he grew so quickly in high school. So those are some of the things that we talked about when we first met. Because um, he was like, ah, you know, sometimes I have some, some achiness here or there, but he kind of chalked it up to having been playing so long and having had the history with Osgood Slaughters. And those are things that we really kind of focused on. Not an unreasonable thought, right? Right. right. And especially because we had the other imaging and had him see someone else prior to, we knew that, you know, joint wise, his joints look great for someone who's been playing as long as, as he has, and that he still has time in those joints with the sport. Right. So our biggest thing was, okay, let's see how you're moving now, and what are the things that we can potentially tweak to improve how you're moving with your sport so you get that longevity that you're looking for. Right. So that's really what a lot of what we talked about focused on. So kind of what he said in terms of like having some tightness in the hips. So how does that translate through the chain, especially when you have someone who's this tall, who has that impact when they jump, how is that translating through? So, I mean, pretty much you're looking at stretching and strengthening, right? So we just catered that system, um, that rehab program specifically for him and how he moves and what his position, you know, asks of him. Right, right. So now after you're working with Jess for a little while and you, you, you go back in, in your play, was there any, did you notice any difference? Was, was there an improvement? Did you have less knee pain or less hip tightness or less hip pain or how for did things work out? Yeah, for sure, um, you know, just, there's certain maybe minor injuries that I probably have had in the past and I just kind of like treated myself thinking that, uh, you know, I'm just getting older and things like that. But knowing that I could do certain exercises to prevent that or maybe, you know, get lower or still have the certain type of quickness I had. Right. If I, like I said, it, all I needed was the blueprint to kind of do it just right. so I can be able to continuously do it. Um, and like I said, you could tell a difference of moving better and still playing, you know, working out and playing now. You know, people are not thinking that I'm 35 and uh, and you're going into year 14, which, like I said, I'll take that as a compliment every day. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I guess, and also too, if I had this consistently. You know, before, hopefully I would say that I could play, you know, 10 more years as well, too. Um, that was going to be my question for you. I mean, do you ever think about, uh, you know, what could have been had you have found Jess sooner? Yeah, or at least yeah. uh, 
done it to where right. or i guess I, like you would take in the, that in, initiative in the, yeah. in the organizations yeah. that i played in yeah. right i i don't feel like i realized it or they even brought it to our attention until probably when i got to year eight um with golden state in toronto and i just feel like you know it's not a pinpoint or, or blame sure. anybody in there but also too i guess they were trying to think that hey why should we touch anything or change anything with his regimen if he hasn't been injured at all or, or why fix, why fix right. what's not broken right you know, it's, it's not a bad philosophy yeah. 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 yeah i mean i get it but then also too i'm just such a try to be a perfectionist where i'm just like hey like get all of out of what I can at my maximum, sure. whatever, you know what I mean? Like some guys aren't the uh, the most athletic, some guys aren't the most fastest, but if you could tell me I could do this drill or these things for, you know, certain times around in a month and it's going to help me with this, then sign me up. Yeah, you, you know, do it. Clearly, if I was 21, even rather than I'll sign me up now. Right. You know right. what I mean? So. Right. And I think that's a big thing that when we first met, which is probably going on two years ago now, um, our conversation focused a lot more on that because he was like, okay, cool. Like, I see what you're saying, but how are you seeing this now? And I've been playing for so long and no one right. has ever brought it up. And it's one of those things where we're not pointing blame at, at anyone, but if you're really good at a sport, people don't want to try to tweak things and then, and then change it. So I think a lot of this really speaks to Jason's initiative at wanting to continue to work the hardest and use his ability to work versus just his skill to be better in the game. And right. so that's what, if anyone's going to take anything away from this, it's that, yeah, you can be the tallest guy in the room, but that doesn't mean you're going to be the best at basketball unless you're working at it and you're using the resources that are being made available to you. I, I think we've seen that a lot, right, Jess, where, um, you know, at any age, we might have somebody that may be referred to physical therapy for an ankle sprain. Um, you know, and it might be their third ankle sprain. It's been a repetitive thing. And we know that physical therapy will help them in the long run. But as soon as that ankle sprain feels better, they stop coming to see you. Right. right. I mean, we, we see that all the time where it's like, no, we get we can get you back feeling better pretty quickly from that. But we're really looking at the long run of things. Yeah, you know, we kind of got into that a little bit, too. If you remember when we did the uh, we did the LeBron talk and his high ankle sprain. Mm -hmm. What was the number? I forget. But it was like. 30 something ankle sprain. Yeah, it was like, like something high. Like we we have found somewhere Jay that said something he had he had suffered like 28 ankle sprains in his career, wow. but very rarely had missed time. Right. Mm. Um, but you admire his, you know, the the you know, the kind of the warrior in him to play through, but at the same time like <laughs> how, do, how does yeah. it get to that point that you have right. that many ankle sprains yeah. and not have someone like Jess working on it to try to correct the problem and, so it doesn't keep happening. And that was even going full circle with that, that was the key of even Steph Curry in the beginning of his career, right? It was not, and not just one, but two. Yeah. Talking yeah. about ankles and why yeah. they didn't want to pay him in the beginning and right. he might not be the face and now he's the, you know, two-time MVP yeah. and the rest is history. Right. So right. it's like, like I said, like the consistency of it and starting at a young age, right. which clearly helps right. as well too. And something that, that we've talked about too is you kind of take this philosophy of like, there's always something I can learn from someone else in the room, even if it's small. And so, I mean, there are some people that find out you're a professional player and try to ask me questions and I don't because, you know, HIPAA, we don't talk about those things. Um, but since we're on a podcast, I think having- Talking to with, everybody. No, yeah, no, no, no. everybody that, that wants millions to Millions and millions of yeah. listeners. Hi, Jason's dad. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
I think I've, I've worked with other professional athletes who are there just to get better. And it's kind of like, no, you're here to fix me. And they don't, they don't want to listen to what you have to offer. They're not there to learn pieces to advance them. They're there to just get pieces to get back on the field. And Jason's very different. And I'm not here just hyping him up because he's right beside me. Um, I think that that's something that has really led me to enjoy working with him throughout the time that he's been here because I know that he's very receptive to that. And that's a huge piece of, of driving someone forward to the level that you've been able to get to. I like $100 before we started. <laughs> say all good things. Yeah. Just so every, the audience knows. <laughs> Jess, it sounds like, you were, like you're kind of saying that you wish that more of your patients had his type of drive and determination, it sounds like. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I'm wrong, I'm not, but I don't I'm not trying to throw anyone yeah. under the right. bus. But well, I where mean, are you going with that, Chase? <laughs> there are definitely plenty of individuals at all levels that have that initiative and then there are a bunch of of other people at those same levels that are like no i'm here and i'm good and i don't need to do anything else because i've already made it to the best on my team it's like well maybe you're the best at your team but what's beyond your team what does Mm -hmm. that future look like you have to look forward and try to learn those additional pieces so the same thing like someone feels better after an ankle sprain but they didn't finish the balance component of their rehab therefore they are now set up to have a second ankle sprain and then they come back and it's like did you continue to do some of your exercise no i didn't it's like well so you know why you're here right you know so for what it's worth uh you know she's not just blowing sunshine um like this is we actually talked about this before you know we had the good fortune of getting you on the show like like she was he's just refreshing like he just wants to get better he's open to ideas and he's open to just improving and working hard at it um, and I think that goes a long way. I think that's probably one of the reasons why you had you know, an, eight, an eight-year NBA career, why you've been able to continue to play beyond that. You know, it, it makes a lot of sense. It goes without saying. I think it goes to the reason why you can likely still keep playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's there, think, that drive. And I think part of it, too, is even pros or future pros or, one, like I said, in, for the most part, like even when I'm there each and every time, I'm learning as well. Like right. I have training for kids and um, and I want to see them, you know, have a career like mine or even sure. better or things like that. So as I go, they don't know how good they have it because they can use this for them and for their careers as well, too. Right. Um, and like I said, I didn't know. And even in having a mother in the medical field, I didn't know these things because, you know, each and every year the technology and stuff like that is, is getting better and better. That's why you see the athletes being that athletic but like I said I try to absorb as much information about myself but then also too if I become a coach um, or if I when I continue this training for the kids that I want to try to pretty much give them that information that I know as well too I got it go ahead well he's recruited some of my patients (laughs) I come in he's like here's that that could play ball legally Yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 for the camps for the camps Um, And so it's definitely that whole concept of full circle that, you know, he spoke earlier to someone that gave him an opportunity and he's very eager to give that back to the younger population, um, which, again, is refreshing to see. So since we brought it up, though, why don't we we give him a chance to talk about it? I was, you know, was going to before we shut things off for tonight. Why why don't you talk a little bit about what you do for like the South Jersey basketball community? Yeah. um, You know, for the most part. I always knew if I could ever have a platform uh, that I wanted to give back, you know, not to be too sentimental and go off of the basketball part, but, you know, I started my foundation. It had to do with heart health. Um, and my cousin had passed away with certain heart disease, so I try to help uh, kids and young adults, um, you know, prevent obesity, uh, diabetes, and, 
and, and just going hard health. Um, I have different events, you know, during the holidays and stuff to give back to the less fortunate. Um, and then, like I said, I've been doing camps for the past, you know, 15 years. Um, eventually, I, or I was doing them in Sacramento for the most part when I was playing there. And then um, I wanted to at least start giving back to the community that I was, uh, you know, born and raised in. So I started having my camps at Riverwinds. And like I said, having over 250 kids. And regardless of, um, you know, the success with that, the best thing for me is that the thank yous and the thank you cards and um, the kids seeing them like come in at five or six years old and now some of them are telling me they you know they graduated from Stanford and Duke and wow. all right. these other colleges and, and I had an impact in them and um, you know and, and that that definitely is a is a good feeling and then I teamed up with some South Jersey guys my brother Ryan Thompson Kyle Hines and Tyler Hines who um, went to Timber Creek and, and from the Sickleville area and we teamed up and started doing uh, training for the kids as well throughout the areas and just kind of just want to see the um, the growth of South Jersey. A lot of kids even I talked to over the past couple of weeks have, you know, ventured out to different states, let alone um, in their own state to where they don't want to play because they don't think the competition is good and they're not going to get, you know, college uh, coaches see them. Um, so we're trying to change that narrative and, and develop them from pretty much our own backyard. Right. I feel like South Jersey actually surprisingly is somewhat of a hotbed for, for sports. There are a lot of professional athletes, a lot of good athletes. We see a lot of guys make Major League Baseball. We see a lot of guys make the NFL. We see not as many, but some guys making the NBA. Like this is actually a, a, a somewhat of a hot spot, you know, with the wrestling background, New Jersey is shockingly one of the best wrestling states in the country. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> Jay, where Jason could... had his moment with the That's right, that's right. <laughs> Glory days, you know? Yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay, where could listeners find out more information about, you know, your, your camps with the, the Heinz brothers and things like that? Yeah, so uh, elite level uh, athletic training. Um, they have it, we have it on uh, Instagram and, uh, and Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, even more information is even on, uh, you know, www.thejasonthompsonfoundation.com. We have links of that as well, too. Um, and live like JT, um, or they can just follow me on Instagram, <laughs> JT the Kid, uh, and then I can give information about it too. But for the most part, it's not about us just trying to get notoriety. It's really just giving back and being able to, to help them uh, to the point where, like I said, if we're not you know worried about you know hitting people over the head with payments and stuff like that, like it's really giving back and, and what you can, and just so we could just stay afloat and, and be able to, to do what we can for kids. It's about That's the game. Great, it's about the game. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah for real. Mm -hmm. But like I said, God forbid anything you know happen to me in my career. I have my college degree, so one thing we always harp on mm -hmm. is is education first. Right. Um, so, like I said, if the kids are not doing well in their school then they have to put the workouts to the side and stuff like that. So we really, really, uh, you know, worry about school rather than the Great basketball message. first. That's all awesome. for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's about going to go ahead and wrap things up for tonight. Before we close out our tab, we want to thank our sponsors, Reconstructive Orthopedics with our eight locations and our focused on you approach covering all of your orthopedic needs. The Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance destination. Neck of the Woods, of course, for hosting us each and every week. And our good friends at Timber Reel Productions, Joe Warner, our on-site producer, not Kyle today. Miller. Not today. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Kara's filling in, but uh, Kyle Miller, editor. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Jason, 
Thank you so much for hopping on with us tonight. Thanks so much. Appreciate yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Jess, yes. our first time three-peat guest, as we uh, had announced. <laughs> second time. Sec yeah. Yeah, our yeah, second three-peat three guest. But Jess, thanks for coming in. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. Happy to be here. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.